I've been thinking about this a lot as I've read through the Gospels. Um, I watch Jesus, and he meets people right in the middle of a really, really messy situation. But he, Jesus, the embodiment of truth, doesn't lead with truth like, you're a sinner. No, he starts with mercy and grace and care. Uh, particularly the woman in the act of adultery. She was caught in that act, brought to Jesus. This is in John chapter 8. And he looks around and says, I'm not going to condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So no matter how much you might be struggling, think of that Jesus and know that he wants to meet you right in the middle of whatever the mess is. I'm John Fuller along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage department here at Focus on the Family and um, we'll hear from them in just a moment. Right now, a powerful testimony from Vicki Rose who shares very candidly about a time that she and her husband Bill were separated. Here's Jim Daly leading the discussion. Uh, Vicki, at this time, you're a single mom. What did that jungle look like for you? You're trying to sort out, where do I go? Um, I mean, what was your life like? My life was completely uh, around the kids. Uh, and I also went back to work a year after we separated uh, at Macy's um R.H. Macy and Company is a corporate buyer. Mm. So the chaos increased because then there was a nanny and, uh, you know, we had a dog and I was running off to work every day and two very young children. And so life was very chaotic and I didn't have any idea how to fix that. Right. I just kept running in a sense, kept running to Did do you... the next thing. And during the season, Vicki was... Was Bill in your life at all, or was was the separation um, such that that you just lived your life and he was he was out there and not part of any of it? A little of both. Um, Billy would come once one night a week. He'd bring McDonald's for the kids, and on that night was the night that I would be attending a twelve step meeting or have dinner with a friend. And so we didn't have very much connection, except we, when we needed to talk something about the children. My life was so much about the kids, but also, who, wh- who am I? What am I supposed to be doing now with my life? My husband's gone. We're separated. We're not divorced. Um, my parents sat me down. My father and stepmother sat me down one one evening and said, uh, we saw Billy at a restaurant with another girl, and he's going to have an easy time finding someone, but you're not because you're a woman and you have two children. And so that really blew me away. It didn't feel very much like parental support. Um, and I, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. I didn't, I was just, my brain was circling around and around and around all the time. What am I going to do? Am I going to find another husband, somebody to help me raise these kids? How am I going to do this? Because I really didn't know how to raise the children. And in that context, what did you turn to for And support? so a couple of friends decided they'd set me up with a date. And um, so I went out and actually my mother-in-law encouraged me to have an affair. She said that would make everything better. So I did. And it definitely didn't. And um, I realized at that point that that was definitely not the answer. Uh, one of these other dates that someone fixed me up with had lines of cocaine, and this was uh, back in the late 80s where people still thought that was a fun thing to do. Mm. And so I started doing that too. Uh, Vicki, where did the Lord begin to enter into this? I mean, Bill's not living with you. you got two young kids. 
did you all of a sudden wake up and say, we need more God in our life? No. Um, the day after we separated, I started attending a 12-step program. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but through, oh, the, yeah. through the process of the steps, it talks about prayer and meditation and uh, having a higher power. And so I started to pray. And I had grown up in the church, so I started to go back to the church, even though it wasn't a Bible teaching church. And um, a year and a half into our separation, I was invited to a dinner party by Mrs. Arthur S. DeMoss, uh-huh. Nancy Lee DeMoss's there mom. There in New York? In New York City. Uh-huh. It was at the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, it was a beautiful gold inscribed invitation that arrived. It said, Mrs. Arthur S. DeMoss invites you to meet and hear Secretary of the Interior and his wife, uh, Donald and Barbara Hodell, and hear about Christianity in the world today. And in the lower corner of the invitation, it said black tie. And I, here I am, a single mom with not much to do. And a friend who worked for Mrs. DeMoss had sent me this invitation. And so I accepted. I said, I'm going because huh. I can get dressed up and go out and have a fun night. And uh, in fact, I had an amazing night because I heard the gospel presentation that night and God had prepared my heart through working through these 12 steps and prayer. And I heard that God loved me and had a plan for my life, but that I was separated from God by what Mm. the Bible calls sin. And I thought, well, I haven't killed anyone, including my husband, who I would have liked to have. But it was explained to me that sin was anything like worry or gossip or fear or envy. And Mm. I knew I qualified. And so that God loved me, that I was separated from him, but that Jesus Christ was God's only provision for man's sin, including mine, that his shed blood provided the atonement, the forgiveness for all my sins, and that simply we, it was offered that we could just receive him. Mm. They told us that it says in the Bible, to those who receive him, he gives the right to become children of God. And so that night at that dinner party with 900 people in the grand ballroom of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, I prayed and asked Jesus Christ to take over my life, to make me the person he created me to be. I really appreciate the honesty that Vicki shared with and the hope that she offered and how God met her right in the middle of that terrible situation. Greg, you've worked with and talked with uh, so many couples. You've seen the Lord turn around a terrible situation where it didn't seem there was any hope. Uh, Share a story or two, if you would. One of my favorite examples of this, Aaron and I showed up to do a retreat one time, and as we were kind of went into the dining hall, just no one was in there except one other couple. We were just going to sit down, pull our thoughts together, kind of review our PowerPoint notes, that kind of thing. And so as we uh, sat down, we were just looking at this other couple, and they looked like they were in a terrible place. And so it just struck us both like, guy, I mean, this is a marriage retreat. We're all supposed to be happy and excited. This couple looked nothing like that. So we just said, hey, you guys come over and join us. And so they walked over and, yeah, how are you guys doing? You know, where are you from? Da, da, da. To find out that they had already been at this facility for four days going through a marriage intensive. It's one of ours called Hope Restore. Yes. So as you can imagine, they were in crisis. There was infidelity, disconnect. They they weren't thinking they were going to make it. And so Aaron and I were just talking to them, encouraging them. We said, can we pray for you? And then I think, Aaron, you felt prompted to say, "What you know, what are you guys doing? Like, are, are you leaving now? And they're like, no, we can, 
we're just going to stay an extra day. And we said, why don't, why don't you come to the retreat and you just kind of sit through what we're going to talk about and just, you know, it'll be a little bit lighter, more uplifting, that kind of thing. And so they did. And so we got to visit with them a few more times over meals and just to encourage them, prayed for them. And then we came back about four years later to the same location to do another marriage retreat. And wouldn't you know it, same exact couple were there, but looked night and day different. Mm -hmm. Uh. So they came up to us, do you guys remember us? And they're like, eh. And as they shared the story, we were like, oh my gosh, we totally remember. How are you guys doing? They were doing great. I mean, they stayed with counseling. They got the help they needed. They were working through their stuff, growing. They were connected. They were strong. They were passionate. Only then to find out that they wanted to start a marriage ministry to help other couples who were struggling, going through those same kind of issues. And just to hear their story, to see where God had brought them and now the way they were turning right around and sort of paying it forward, kind of investing now in other couples. It was one of the most remarkable turnarounds that we we've ever watched. And it was that's, so neat to see that play out over the course of no, what, that's four awesome. years. Yeah. And I, I just um I've been to Hope Restored. Uh Dean and I went and we saw God intervening. Uh, we had one couple in our little group that um had experienced infidelity and it was kind of a shock to the to the one spouse. Um but they were committed to the Lord to work it through and um, they're still together. My wife gets text messages from the mm-hmm. wife, and um, she's a praying woman. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. But God can intervene. That's the point. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so awesome about Hope Restored is that when you go, there's options of what you can do. You can do a group like you and Dina did, and, and you build such community there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you felt like you had four new couple best friends. We did, yeah. Because they're there for the same reason you are. Maybe it looks different, but everybody's in crisis. And it's amazing the the statistics that come from Hope Restored, because more than 80% of the couples that go through a marriage intensive end up staying together satisfied in their marriage. And I love that. And if you want to find out about Hope Restored, go to the Focus on the Family website and all kinds of information about Hope Restored there. Yeah. And let me just say, um, you mentioned, you know, couples in crisis. Dina and I were not in a crisis. We were just not in a good spot and we both knew it. We just did not have the tools to kind of reconnect after 30 Mm -hmm. years of parenting and almost 20 of that with a special needs child. So we, we were struggling just to even uh, get to a good spot in our relationship. That might be you. Or if you're thinking divorce is the answer because this is not working, Hope Restored can make a difference for you there as well. As Aaron said, we'll have the link in the episode notes or call us, 800-A-FAMILY. And then if you want to be inspired further from what Vicki Rose was sharing, and she and Bill have been part of the past couple of episodes, get their book, Every Reason to Leave. It is hopeful. It is inspiring. And it can be a tool for you to share with somebody else. Donate today. Make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. We'll send the book to you. All the details are in the show notes. Well, we're going to hear about triggers in your relationship next time. We'll have Guy and Amber Leah with us. For now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.